just want to share with you this afternoon, I was, I, I thought I'd turn on another service and Brother Murphy Wong happened to be ministering. And uh, it just struck me as he was speaking along the same lines as the brothers here have been speaking, myself, Brother uh, Moses and Elijah in a secret place. You know, when he came to the end of that, he was fed by spiritual food, by food in due season. And by the end of that, you know, there was a time he came into a cave. And there was a time in that cave he was alone. And there came a fire. There came a whirlwind. There came many things, many manifestations. Who brought them? God brought these things. But there was all of these things that wasn't what he was waiting for. He was waiting to hear the still small voice. And it just so struck me as, as the day that we're living in and many of us are, are at, ho at our homes and, and listening in. You know, we, we enjoy the big services. We enjoy the moving of the Holy Spirit. We enjoy all of those things. But this is something greater. This is something where God can speak to you in a still small voice, amen, where you can now begin to commune with God in a personal relationship with God. That was what Elijah would spoke to him and he knew that was God. That was his God, a personal God. Amen. And that's what we have tonight. I'd encourage you as you might be alone, you might be with a couple people, you might even be here tonight, but I'd encourage you, listen tonight. We're not here for a whirlwind or a fire or a great something. We want to hear our bridegroom's voice. We want to hear that sweet voice come away, my love. Amen. And I just want to share a little testimony with you, brother. Brother Ed shared it with me this afternoon. It just He said it moved him, and I, I read it, and Moved me right to tears as I, as I read it. I, it was so phenomenal. You may remember, especially the young people would remember Brother Ronnie, Brother Ronnie Long from last year. He was at our, our services. He preached the youth service uh, at our summer meetings last year. His wife was at home during those meetings. And she was able to stream. Many of you right now are very familiar with what that is. She was able to stream the services that we were having. And that was the, the, the service that she was streaming that night was Brother Ron Spencer's service. And she writes and, and, and says, with all, with all the fear circulating, Brother Ron, he says, I wanted to share a testimony to encourage those of us who are currently having to stream church. It's not our first choice, but we should be standing behind our pastors as they are doing the best they can for the flock as a whole. We can say amen to that. I also want to state that God is God no matter what we are doing or where we are at. He's still God. As his children, we, are all, we should always be expecting. He puts always in capital letters. We should always be expecting the Lord to move in supernatural ways because he is a supernatural God. This particular move of the Holy Ghost happened to um, uh, Sister Long, Brother Ronnie Long's wife, back the last year when she was completely alone in her room. She, she writes and says, my husband was gone to Canada. We know where he was. He was here. And we enjoyed having him. The young people were truly blessed by having him here. I was as well. But he says, my husband was gone to Canada for some meetings, so I was able to live stream the weekend services. She says, I was expecting to hear from God the whole weekend, even though I was thousands of miles away. 
I had started one of Brother Ron Spencer's services or sermons, and as, as time zones were a few hours different, I was sleepily watching from bed. There you go. So if that's the best you can do, that's the best you can do. God is still God. Amen. But because of the time zones, it was around 1130 or midnight, and the service was coming to a close she says, my eyes were closed, but I was listening to the word, and she just kept thinking, wow, wow. It's like he's preaching the whole sermon to my needs, and I'm not even there. Oh, my. And she says, right then I felt a surge go through my body, not once or twice, but three times. It was so powerful. In fact, she says, I jumped out of my bed. Suddenly, the presence of God came down into my bedroom and filled every space. It was so strong, I started to weep and went on for quite some time. She started to weep and jump and speak in tongues. My. And he says, it went on for quite some time, and I could hear the service on the computer coming to a close, but the power of God just kept pouring down on me. After, after an unknown space of time, I started to speak to God and ask him questions concerning my life. Now it's personal. And she says, I started asking questions concerning my life and the burden of my heart and the young people. I asked God if he'd place it there. I asked God if he'd place that burden for the young people there. His presence swept through the room so strongly, I literally fell down. I felt that burden so heavily upon me, it had pushed me to the floor. The Lord then answered me. She puts in brackets, in my ears or my heart, I'm not sure. But he said, I put that burden there for my purpose, and I will provide for it. She said, I couldn't speak anymore. I just cried and cried. After several hours, the Lord's presence went slowly away, leaving behind a perfect peace for my life. So many questions were answered that night. And it was as if the Lord was speaking lip to ear to me. It was one of the closest moments with Jesus I've ever experienced. And it was all triggered by expectations and hearing the word of God on the live stream. So as we all gather around the screen today, remember to come expecting and pull on the word. It's a fantastic time to get so close to the Lord and our families. Don't waste this opportunity. I know I can't sing the song hallelujah on a stream, but I can say hallelujah, hallelujah. God's able to move. I might not be able to sing, but I'll say it. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you're here or there. God is still God. God is still able to move tonight. Wherever you're at, God is still able to move tonight. So I'd encourage you tonight, whether you're here or there, just pull on the word. Pull expecting. Don't hold back. Say, Lord, I invite you into my presence right now. And hold on. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Don't let go of that. Just keep holding to him. Amen. So we're going to just let the musicians play. No, they say we can't sing, but we can sure hum. It doesn't require a lot of exhaling. If you want to hum along, you feel led to do that. But as long as the Lord leads you. Amen.
Jesus Christ this evening. We are all happy and grateful to be here this evening. Amen. I want to greet those who are streaming. I want to greet those who are here. We had a very wonderful testimony of the power of God moving regardless of, you know, regardless of, you know, not being together, regardless of, you know, a screen or, you know, just the house walls around you. A God who serves a mighty God. Amen. And he, he does mighty works and great works. Amen. Maybe you can play something softly and we just open a word of prayer and, and we'll get into the word straight away. Amen. Let us bow. Dear Lord, we want to thank you once again for this evening. 
I want to thank you once again that we can come, O oh Lord, and Father, hear from you, O oh God. Father, I want to thank you that you're faithful, that you're true, O oh Lord God, that you never change, Lord. We thank you that truly, Lord, you prove to us each day that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, O oh God. And Lord, this evening, we just want to surrender ourselves to you, O oh God. We just want you to move in our midst, the Lord. Father, we just want you, O oh Lord God, to perform great works, O oh God. Father, we pray that you take your word, O oh Lord. And Father, you send to the hearts of your people, O oh God, to bring a transformation, to bring a change, O oh Lord. Father, what we want to see, Lord God, is you glorified in our midst, Lord. All we want to, Father, is that your purpose, your plan for this moment, for this time, O oh God, that it may be accomplished, O oh Lord, to the glory of your name, O oh God. Father, we thank you for all you've done for us, O Lord. We thank you for the service this morning, O God. Father, we thank you for using our brother, Lord, ministering to our souls, Lord. We thank you for the testimony, O God. Father, we bless your name, Lord. We just love you, Lord God. We worship you, O God, for you are mighty, Lord God. And Father, we pray once more tonight to God. Moving on, Mr. Lord, I just surrender myself to you, O Lord. Just to be, Lord, a vessel, Lord God. Just to be the boat, Lord, that you will step in, O oh God. The Father, Lord, you will speak to your own people. For, Lord, you know every need, O oh God. And you said the word, O oh Lord, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the mind of the people, Lord. And I pray may you discern every need, O oh God. And, Lord, may you speak to every heart, O oh Lord. That you shut this mighty, O Lord God, where you desire not to be spoken, O oh Father, Lord. And you speak just what is needed for your people, Lord God. For we're trusting in you, Lord, this evening. We pray that you have your way, Lord, that you be glorified for we ask it in Jesus name amen 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 we might want to take your Bibles this evening and thank you to musicians amen God bless you amen let's continue in praying for one another amen as we had on Friday with the young people service you know that we have a weapon amen it's a powerful weapon amen and it will defeat the enemy anytime anywhere at any place, amen. And so let's keep praying for one another. I'm holding one another in prayer. And we believe that the Lord will continue to keep us, amen, and continue to give us the victory, amen, over the enemy. Let's open our scriptures to Ephesians chapter 6 this evening. I want to read from verse 10 to 17. A very familiar scripture to one all. Amen. It says, amen, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the vices of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins geared about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. We have our seed this evening. Amen. I want to give a title tonight. Just want to take one word, and that word is stand. Amen. I believe if there ever was a time that the believer ought to stand, I believe it is now. Amen. Taking it from the Blue Bible, stand from the Greek word is pronounced histami, 
and uh, as a given and a meaning of it, it says, continue safe and sound. Stand unharmed, to stand ready or prepared, to be of a steadfast mind, of quality, one who does not hesitate, does not waver. Amen. And I believe that this evening there are people here who are wanting to stand. Amen. And Paul uses this word three times in the scripture that we read. And in verse 11 it says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the virus of the devil. Amen. Why? Because we're wrestling against flesh. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. Amen. And Brother Branham says in Israel and the church, he says, see where, where our wrestle is today? See what the death angel is? It's spiritual power wickedness in high places, great places and big places. Amen. So Brother Branham is saying is all these principalities and powers that we're fighting again is a type of what? It's a type of that dirt angel. Amen. And we know at this moment we're living in another exodus. Amen. And there is a dead angel that is going about. Amen. There is a dead angel that is roaming around like he's going about like a rolling lion. Amen. Seeking wood that he might be able to devour. Amen. But God has a people in this veritable time in this very moment that is called that they should stand amen regardless of the violence of the enemy regardless of the principalities of the enemy there is a people that he has chosen that he has called and he knows that these people are going to stand Amen. You may ask yourself, why at this time? Why is this moment that he's calling the people to stand? Brother Branham says, in the God of this evil age, we find now that this evil age is to prove to Satan that she is not like Eve. Amen. That she is not the type of a woman and she will be tried by his word. The bride, as Adam's bride was tried by the word. And Adam's bride believed every bit of the word but confused on one promise that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but fail on one promise under the temptation of the enemy face to face. And now the people that call of his name, of course, his bride, she is, she is to come in contact again by the same turn. Amen. She is to come in contact again by the same enemy. Amen. She is to come in contact again by the same temptation. Amen. But in all of it, amen, she is going to stand. Amen. In all of it, she is going to prove that God God is more than able. The devil can threaten. The devil can break sickness. The devil can bring whatever he wants. But there is a pride. There is a people that in this last age, they are going to stand regardless of the trouble. Amen. Now in Luke chapter 21 verse 33, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. And this day, these words that Jesus Christ is talking about, these words are put on flesh. And that word is the pride. Amen. And I tell you, everything is going to pass away. Sickness is going to pass away. Satan is going to pass away. But there's one thing that is not going to pass away. And there's those words of God. And that word is put on flesh. And it is the bride. And this bride is never going to pass away. But she is going to stand. Amen. Because she's chosen. Amen. She's an elected bride. Amen. For such a time as this. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And he says, obviously, Brother Branham said, so what? She is going to be tried, amen. Just as Eve's, Adam's bride was tried, so is she also going to be tried, amen. And sure, we are going to go through trials. We are going to go through temptations, amen. But in all of it, amen, we are going to stand, amen. And sometimes through the trials and through the temptation, the enemy may think that he has got the upper hand in it, amen. Sometimes he may think that he, he is doing something that, you know, is going to discourage the people. He's doing something that is going to bring the people low. But he, he little does he know that all of his threatening and all of his doing is doing nothing but making the, the bride stronger. Amen. He's doing nothing but bringing her into her position. Amen. And in this moment, he may think that she might be shutting things down and lower limiting, you know, the fellowship on different things. But little does he know that all that he's doing is preparing the people for a rapture. It's preparing the people to take off from this place. Amen. That's the little does he know about it, amen. And I believe one day soon he'll be looking for a people that he's not going to find anymore because those people are going to take a flight. Those people are going to take a step, amen, into a place, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Into a place where they've never been before and that devil is not going to find him anymore. Hallelujah. Because that is what she's born for, amen. She's born to take a rapture, amen. And one thing we ought to notice, amen, is in the days, in the days of, in the days of Israel, amen, when they were, they were banned and they were in captivity in Egypt, amen. You realize that, you know, Pharaoh and his people were afflicting them, amen. They were afflicting them and afflicting them. But you know, the word said, the more they afflicted them, but the more they grew, amen. And the more the enemy afflicts us, the more we grow. The more the trials they bring, the stronger we get. Amen. Because we are born to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. And the more the world is reaching to a climax, the more the bride is getting ready for a, for a rapture. Amen. For a takeoff from this place. Amen. Now bear notice. We know that this age that we're living in is a type of Noah's death. Amen. And in Noah's day, we know that Noah, Noah had a message. That he started to preach, amen, and he preached that message for 120 years. As brother, even brother, brother, brother Moses was talking about it this morning, amen, and Noah was preaching his message for 120 years. But it came a time that the message that Noah was preaching became flesh, and that was the ark, amen. He was preaching about, you know, a storm coming, and he was preaching about a refuge that was going to be provided in the moment of that storm. And it came a point that that message that was preaching became became flesh. Amen. But now when that message became flesh, that message could not show its potential until the rain came. Amen. See, the ark could not prove itself. The ark could not prove that it was able to stand the test. The ark could not prove that it was able to stand the trial until the rain came. Amen. And we know at this moment that we are believing a message. Amen. That has been marked. Amen. We know that when Noah was preaching, he was marked. Amen. He, the people came and laughed at him, amen. The people criticized him. No one believed his message. Everybody loved him. They laughed at him. They thought he was gone crazy. They thought he was gone mad, amen. And we know that his message has been criticized. It has been, you know, made fun of and said a whole lot of babe. But I'm telling you, friends, we've come to a place that that message has become flesh in a people called the bride, amen. And if that message has become flesh in a people called the bride, if the rain is going to come to sand, it's going to do nothing but show that she is going to be able to stand. 
Amen. The devil can pour down the rain of sickness. She's going to ride over it. She can pour down the, the, the rain of fear. She's going to ride over it. She can pour down any, any kind of rain. Want. This bride is going to ride over it. Why? Because she has been equipped. Why? Because she has been made. She has been molded. She has been pitched with that, with that tar, which is nothing but the Holy Ghost, to be made for such a time as this. You see, the, the ark that was made wasn't made according to the idea of, uh, of Noah. Amen. The, the, the idea that was given to him was from God. The ark was made according to God's mind because God knew the trial that was coming. As a matter of fact, he gave exactly what was needed to face the trial. And God knew that was coming. And as a matter of fact, he sent the message that was going to be able to face the trial. And that message now has been made flesh. That message now has been made flesh in the bride. And any kind of rain that is going to pour down, she is going to ride over it. Amen. Hallelujah. All I feel like saying is bull devil. Amen. She is going to ride over her. Why? Because she's been born. She's been made like that. And notice, I know the character in the Bible was Esther. Amen. And see, Esther could not know the favor that she was going to be able to find with a king until the Haman rose up. Amen. Until the Haman rose up, Esther couldn't know the type of favor that she could find with a king. Amen. And you know, we're living in a type, and Esther was a type of the bride. And until, amen, a testing come, you're not going to find out the type of favor you can find with your king, the type of favor that you can find with your God. Amen. See, Unless, you know, sickness rises up in the home, you will never know the type of favor that you can find with your can. Unless financial difficulties come, you never know the type of favor that you can find with your can. You see, when trials are coming on the way, don't take it in a bad way, but stop praising the Lord for it because it's nothing but to make you stronger. It is nothing to prove that the God that you believe in is more than able, amen, to bring this to pass, amen. Sorry. I think I put this wrong. The last day they put, they put it on for me, so I try to do it by myself. I probably got it wrong. <laughs> Maybe someone can help me out here to get this clip back here somehow. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Amen. Amen. See, any trial that comes your way, know that it's God, amen, trying to perfect you, amen. Know that it's God, bring an opportunity for him to prove himself to you, that he is greater. For him to reveal himself to you in, a, in another way, amen, in a way that you've never known before, amen. And as we heard about last week in Deuteronomy 1919, and I really like that, you know, it said, well, Then shall ye do unto him as he had, he had taught that he would have done unto his brother. And he's talking about that afore accuser, amen. You see, when Haman rose up, you know, he had an idea. He had something that he wanted to be done to the children of Israel. But when we look at the end of the story, at the end of the story, the very thing that he wanted to be done to the children of Israel was the thing that was done to him. And the enemy may have a thought about the bride. He may think he wanted to defeat the bride, but the very thing of things that he wanted to do to us, it is going to be done to him. And it's even going to be done to him in a worse way than what he actually thought. Amen. 
because there is a people that he's called to stand. Amen. And they are going to stand. Amen. But you see, for all this to happen, Noah had to stand on the message of his day. You know, he didn't have to move away from that message. He had to be sure and he had to stand without any shadow of doubt that that message was true. The same thing with Esther. Whatever was told Esther, she was supposed just to do according to it that way. She wasn't supposed to add anything to it, but act just exactly the way that she was told to act. Amen. Amen. So if we desire in the same way to see our enemy defeated, to see our enemy, amen, to be done to him exactly what he wanted to be done to us, then we ought to stand on the word, on the message that's been given to us in the very same way, without adding to it, without taking away from it, but believe in it just the way it has been given to us. Amen. Amen. And even though there might be trials come, even though there might be temptations come, but God knows that you have been born and made and prepared to be able to stand. Amen. The ark was made and was prepared to be able to stand. The ark did not sink. Amen. But it carried through that many and as long as it was supposed to rain, it went through it and it didn't have any fault in it. There was no breakage in it. There was nothing in it. And no people that was in the ark were hurt or were even sick or anything happened to them. Why? Because God made it in a way. Because you see, the judgment that was coming God already knew about it so if he's preparing something I tell you this God that we serve and he's a great God he's got a greater mind than one we think so when the trial come don't be worried you've got a great God that he's looking at all he knows the trial that is coming and so he's already equipped you nothing that is coming to you it's out of place you know he already know what is coming and so he makes sure that when it is coming you are ready to face it the word says that he's never going to give you more than what you can bear and if it's said it, then it's right. Whatever comes your way, you are more than able to overcome it. If only you will stand on the word that is given to you. If only you will stand on the message that is given to you. You are going to be able to overcome it. Amen. And you see, when you're standing, you're not standing alone. But he himself, the Lord of the angels, army, the one that is leading the battle, he is with you. And not only, but he is also equipped to you. Amen. And Paul speaks about it in verse 13. He says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen. See, when you have done everything to stand, then you make a stand. Amen. See, Noah had done everything that he was supposed to do to stand. But, you know, you know he built the ark. You know, he done everything he was supposed to do. He went through all the mocking. He went through everything he was supposed to go through. But now notice after the ark was built and he enters into the ark, now he stays in the ark for seven days. And in those seven days, Noah still had to stand on the very same word. See, Noah did not move away from it. And in that ark, you know, perhaps, you know, when we know the story, how even his children started now to, to doubt that very message that Noah was preaching. And he started to say, Dad, are you sure about what you were saying? Are you sure it is going to happen? But Noah said, yes, it is going to happen. See, in those times, Noah was not doubting. Noah was still standing on the very end he preached. After he had done everything to stand, yet he kept on standing. Even when the trial came, he kept on standing. Amen. 
See, at that time, Noah didn't go about to find, you know, a scientific book to figure out if perhaps he was wrong and maybe the scientists of that day were right. See, Noah didn't do that. But in that moment, Noah started to preach the very same message that was preaching to his children. See, in the ark, Noah kept on preaching the message. In the ark, Noah kept on holding on to faith. And he kept on saying to them, don't worry, tomorrow it is going to happen. But yet tomorrow he woke up and the sun came up the same. But that didn't see, that didn't move Noah at all because Noah was convinced no one knew that God said it, and God is going to do it. I don't care whatever it takes. I don't care how many years it takes. I don't care how long it takes. I know my God is going to do it. And if God has promised it in his word, don't worry about the time. Don't worry about how long it's going to take. Don't worry about how much we're going to be quarantined. God knows what he's doing. You just keep standing on the word. You just keep encouraging your families in the home because that's what Noah was doing. Encouraging his family. Bring them to a place where they were fully convinced themselves to know that that what is preached was going to happen and eventually truly that what he preached happened because God will always stand on his word but are we going to stand on that word amen amen and Noah stood on that word and eventually it happened just as it was he was able to stand that test of time on that day amen so Paul is saying, when you've done ever to stand, you stand there for having your loins geared about with truth. And Brother Branham says, in the greatest battle ever fought, he said, now listen, all ye soldiers now. Just before we start the prayer line, he says, take unto you the whole, W-H-O-L-E, whole, not just part of it. You see, not just part of this armor. You know, don't leave some pieces aside. You know, and most importantly, don't leave your shield aside. Because there are going to be doubts of the enemy coming. Amen. There are going to be doubts of fear coming. There are going to be doubts of, doubts of sickness coming. Doubts of doubt coming. But you need that shield of faith. He said, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That's the day that we're living in. And having done all to stand, he says, stand. Amen. You get that? See, honey, when you've done all you can do to stand, then stand. Don't move. Amen. When you've done everything you can do in this moment, just keep standing. Don't move. God is going to move on the scene. You just keep taking him out of his word. Amen. He says, stand there for having your loins. Listen to this. Listen here to what it is. Your loins, that is your middle part here, see? Geared it about with truth. What is the truth? The word of God. That's right. Thy word is truth. All right. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, this is do the right hand, you know, the word of God in you, doing what is right, the, the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Go anywhere. Any place, any time, feet shod with the gospel, amen. You see, Noah in the ark, he kept on keeping his feet shod with the gospel, amen. And at this time, I think we ought to have our feet shod with the gospel, amen. Call one another, encourage one another, amen. Be prepared, amen, to, to, to speak to one another, to be, amen, an encouragement. As we had this morning when more Brother Moses was speaking, you know, there is, he, he spoke about, you know, that you go to the bank and you try to cost the money and it says insufficient fund. 
You know, let us not be a people of insufficient form. Let us not be a people who hasn't got any virtue in them. But let us be a people where people can draw from. Because this is the time that we ought to cleanse together. This is the time we ought to be encouraging one another. This is the time that whenever you call someone, let your discussion all be about the things of the world. See, Noah in the ark, he wasn't talking about the scientists of the world. He wasn't talking about the market. He kept on repeating the very same message. Amen. He kept on standing on the very same message. And if a hard time of calm, you just keep standing on that same message. Keep encouraging one another with these very words. Amen. Is that above all? Above all of us, take the shield of faith. That's the one that knocks off the dark. See? That shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Let's keep that shield. Amen. Don't let it down. Amen. At this time. And it said, and take on the helmet of salvation. That's the soul, mind, the head, covers over the head, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. It's the time to get into that word of God. Take the word of God, cutting down every doubt, cutting down every fear, cutting down any, any spirit, any principality that will try to raise itself above the condition or above the promises of God. You take the sword and you cut down everything, amen. Make sure your, your armor is working. Make sure your armor is being put on. Don't let it lay down on the shelf. Don't let a Bible lay down on the shelf. Don't let a message lay down somewhere on your phones. But take them up and stop playing those messages. They're going to give you courage. They're they're going to show you how to stand. Don't let a tent be lying down. They've been given for us for this day. God knew what was needed. And he told Brother Branham on that day, you stole that food. Because he knew there was a time coming. He knew there was a bride coming. And he knew they were going to need it. Because that's the very time that is going to let them ride over the, over, the, over the rains and over the seas of all the wickedness that is coming in the world. Amen. See, you can have an armor with you, but unless you start to put the armor in action, the armor is obsolete. It's of no effect at all. See, a soldier can have the best armor he wants. He can have the best helmet. He can be fully equipped for the war. But, you know, if he doesn't put that into action, the probability of him overcoming is very little. Amen. You see, if you've got an armor, if you've got a faith in you, start putting it into action. Amen. If you've got a word with you, start reading it. Start taking that word. You see, friends, if you can just take one, just one promise in the word. Just take one promise in the world one day and just say, you know what? I'm just going to take this one promise and I'm going to stand by it. I tell you, with that promise alone, you can defeat the legions of devils. Amen. Because God's word, regardless of it, God's word has not got any limit in it. Any little that you take is more than able to smite the enemy at any time, at any place. Amen. Amen. So use your armor. Put it into action. Amen. It's been given to you for the glory of God. It's been given to you to be put into action. Amen. See, the God that we're serving, he is the God of action. Amen. He is a man of war. Amen. 
He is a man of a champion, amen. He is an undefeated champion, amen. He is a God, amen, that according to his record, he has never lost one battle, amen. But now realize one thing that if this God has never lost one battle and today he's living on his bride, then the bride ought to not lose even one battle, amen, because he is the same God, amen. But if we can take him out of his word, amen. But you see, we ought to stand on that word as well. Because that's the only thing that is going to bring the victory, amen. See, friends, we're living in a time, you know, that in this very moment, there's only two things that can happen. And I think I just caught into it when Brother Andrew was there listening to it in his car, amen. There are only two things that are going to happen, could happen. And one is either rapture. Oh, it's going to be a total deliverance and we're going to come back to church. Amen. 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 <laughs> Those are the only two things that are going to happen right now, that could happen right now, I must say. You see, so in, in any ways, we are not losing. Amen. So friends, you know what? We might as well start praising the Lord because in any ways, we are not going to lose. You know, we, whatever happens, there is no losing here. It is always victory because God knows what is doing. Because friends, realize one thing. How are we going home? Are we coming back here full of faith? We're coming back here full of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, friends, the devil will not find any place even in hell to hide because there's going to be such a shout in the camp that is going to tear down and the wall of hell is going to tear down and the wall all of sickness. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We might as well start praising God. Lay aside all the fears. Lay aside all the doubt. Start standing on the word of God. It's got power in it. There is power in that name, Jesus Christ. Let's start acting upon the word. We've had it long enough. Amen. It's time to put it into action. You've got the ammo. Start acting. Amen. Start fighting the enemy. You've been promised that you are going to win. Amen. Amen. You might as well start getting ready to devour the enemy. If we're coming back, because, you know, I could only imagine. I could just imagine the day that this house will be filled again. After God has been dealing with us in our homes, after we've been having, you know, a good revival in our homes, and then we come back together, I tell you, friends, hell ought to be shaken. I tell you, friend, the devil, oh, I don't know what he's going to do. But one thing sure that we're going to do is that we're going to start praising God. We're going to start rising up, amen, to a heavenly places. We're going to start getting a little bit closer to that rapture that is coming, amen. And the other day I was fellowshipping with Brother John and, you know, we're talking and, and we're talking about this. And he said, well, you know, think as well about, you know, when we have our July meetings. Not only we've come back stronger, but in our July meetings, when we are sitting here and all is set. And right from that door, Brother Ron started walking up the platform. I want to know what the devil is going to say about that. Amen. Not so much to lift up a man, but you know what is going to be walking here is the masterpiece of God. Amen. To prove that God is more than able to defeat the enemy. He thought he was going to strike with a cancer. Boo, devil. You've been defeated. Hallelujah. Because this God is an undefeatable God. This God is an unchangeable God. He's the champions of champions. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But you see, 
for you to make a stand. You must be convinced about what you're standing for. See, you cannot make a stand if you're not convinced about what you're standing for. Amen. See, for you to make a stand, you must be convinced about the word that you believe in. You must be convinced about the message that has been preached. Amen. You must be convinced, amen, about the armor that has been given to you. Amen. That is armor that has been given to you. It is able to overcome any circumstance, any situation. Amen. You understand that the armor that has been given to you, it is mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high ten that exists exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought of, of the obedience of Christ and have it in readiness. Amen. Have it in readiness. And as we read, stand means to be ready. Have it in readiness. In other words, standing. To revenge all disobedience with your obedience with your obedience when your obedience is fulfilled, amen. And this is the time to stand to revenge every disobedience. Stand to revenge any time that will try to come on your way. In a sense, stand to revenge that. Be ready for it. You gotta be convinced of what you've got. It's stronger than what the enemy's got. Amen. You better convinced that this message, amen, is more powerful than any other message in the world. But you see, what the enemy is going to do is going to try to let you disbelieve your weapon. He's going to try to let you disbelieve the armor that has been given to you. In the greatest battle ever fought, Brother Branham said, and what Satan's weapon against you? Is to try to get you to disbelieve your weapon. He disarms you. Listen real quiet now. Listen. If he can get you to disbelieve your weapon, it's equivalent. If he gets you to disbelieve that your weapon is not strong enough, he disarms you. See, that's all what he's trying to do in this time. Trying to disarm you. Trying to tell you that your weapon is not strong enough. But this is the time to stand and say, no, devil, my weapon is strong enough. My God is strong enough. My God is able. My God is able to bring me through this. Amen. And shall we not take fear if anyone, we, we don't want it to happen, but if anyone is stricken with a virus, shall we not take fear? Amen. Shall we not doubt that God has been defeated or God has forsaken us. God knows what he's doing. Friends, there's no devil under the earth that is not going to be defeated by this body. Amen. And if cancer has been defeated and this virus is near and it's called corona, whatever you want to call it, it is going to be under the feet of the pride. And for it to be under the feet of the bride, God needs someone to be that testimony for it. So when it comes, be not afraid, but start rejoicing because our God is going to deliver. Our God is going to give us another testimony to prove that He is God. So be not afraid. And the Lord, the enemy, disarm you. We're letting you disbelieve your armor. Amen. Brother Branham says... Again, the greatest battle ever fought is eight. 
We are taught in James 4, 7 to resist the devil. And he just won't walk away, but he will flee. Amen. Resist him, and he's not just going to walk away, but he is going to flee. Amen. So when he's coming trying to get you to disbelieve your word, you stand on that word of God. And you resist the devil by the word of God. Resist the devil by what a prophet has given to us in this age. And he is going to flee. Because it is the word of God. Amen. Resist the devil. How do you resist the devil? The same way our chief captain told us to do it. Take the word of God. That's how you resist the devil. It's by the word of God. And the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So take that word and resist the devil, boy. It. Amen. But you ought to be convinced about that word. You ought to be convinced that that word is going to act as we had this morning. You ought to take that word with faith. Amen. See, I was listening this morning. It just struck me, struck me when I was just walking out of the house. There was a tape playing. And, you know, Branham said, the power is here. But what we need is the faith to put that power into action. See, the power of the Holy Ghost is here. But what is needed is to take that faith and put it into action. Amen. Take that word and defeat every, every doubt and every fear of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Because as we read in Deuteronomy 19:19, it shall be done unto him the very thing that he thinks is going to be done unto us. Amen. So let's take that very word and stand our crowns. Amen. And surely it is not easy sometimes. But friends, God never said that it's going to be easy. But he promised that he is going to be with us. Amen. Sure, it is not going to be easy. But he is going to be with us. Amen. Surely the tide will rise. Different things will happen, but he is going to be with us. Amen. Because he's an ever-present God. He's an omnipresent God. Amen. But now the question is, how do we become convinced? There's a whole lot of mess today. Okay. How do we become convinced? Amen. Brother Branham speaks about it. Amen. And he takes the example of Jacob in concern and then convinced Shreveport. 1962, Brother Branham said, Jacob had a pulsation that he must go back home. But he knowed he had to face his enemy. Amen. He didn't know how he was going to do it. Now, Brother Branham is talking about how do you become convinced? He said he didn't know how he was going to do it. What did he do? First, he stayed there until he got a hold of God. Amen. He stayed there until he knew that something had happened to him. Amen. And when God, and when he was convinced that he was, then he had the blessings because God said so. Amen. But he said, but first he must stay until he knows something had happened. Amen. And we ought to say, if you haven't, you know, we come to a place and you realize you're not convinced whether you've got the Holy Ghost or not or whatever. Stay there. Be like Jacob, amen. Wrestle in prayer until you're convinced, until something changed, until you know that there is something that's taking place in me that you can get off of there and know that God has come in and know that now I can stand my grounds and know that I am convinced, amen. 
brought him and said, stay there until you're convinced. Because if you're not convinced, the devil is going to know you're not convinced. There is no way you're going to face the devil if you're not convinced of your weapon. You can fool around with the devil and sometimes in some way. If you're going to face him, you ought to be convinced of what you have. You ought to be convinced that you are going to win. You ought to be convinced that God is more than able. Amen. You ought to be convinced that you have had an experience with him. Stay there until you are convinced. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, there was a house. It was Lazarus' house. Amen. And in Lazarus' house, Jesus has been going to that house, and they knew Jesus, amen. They were convinced of who Jesus was. They were convinced of who Jesus is. They were convinced of who Jesus was going to be, amen. They were convinced about it all. But then something happened in the house when Jesus was not around. Amen. Lazarus died. But all along when Lazarus was sick, they were sending messages out to Jesus to say, your friend Lazarus is sick. Come on, you know, and pray for him. Come on. But Jesus kept on walking away. Do you think he didn't know what he was doing? He knew exactly what he was doing. And eventually Lazarus died. Four days had gone by. Amen. Four days had gone by. Let's just back up a little bit. Now Lazarus dies. Now we know that Lazarus at that time, he was the breadwinner of the house. He was the one, you know, who was providing. He was the man in the house. Amen. But well, now he was gone. But now, now Lord, notice one thing here. We're living in a time, amen, where, you know, one of our strengths have been limited unto us. And it's the opportunity for us to come together and gather, as the Bible says. You know, this privilege has been limited unto us. Amen. You know, it's, it's not been taken away, but it's been limited unto us. Amen. And four days went by, Lazarus was dead. Amen. But after four days, Jesus Christ showed up. Amen. After those four days, Jesus Christ showed up. And I tell you, friends, don't be worried. Jesus is going to show up. Amen. In this very situation, Jesus is going to show up. And as we've already said, either he's going to show up for a rapture or he's going to show up for a deliverance. Amen. Amen. He is going to show up. But notice one thing all along. Martha was standing on the word. Martha was standing on the experience that he had had with Jesus when he came to their home. All along, Martha did not doubt one even once that God was not able. In one time, Martha did not fear. There was no one time that Martha thought that he or she was forsaken of God. In the trial, in the hard time, Martha did not disbelieve her armor. Martha did not disbelieve in the power of God. As a matter of fact, when Martha heard that Jesus had come into town, Martha put on her armor, amen. Martha buckled up all her armor, and she started to go up to Jesus, amen. And she didn't go up to Jesus to try to rebuke him. He didn't go up to Jesus to try to, you know, to try to say something mean to him. But she was going to Jesus, believing, because she was convinced, knowing that this Jesus is able to do all things. Amen. 
Brother Branham said, convinced and concerned. Martha was convinced. She, when she ran out there and said, Lord, if thou was only here, my brother would not, would not die. Amen. Think about such a confession. Your brother is dead for four days. His very friend did not show up. And she goes to him and says, if you had been here, he would not have died. She was convinced. She was standing on that word. Nothing come over. Brother Branham said after he had turned her down, she said she was like that Greek woman, persistent, amen. And Brother Branham said we are not persistent enough because we are not convinced enough, amen. See, if we are convinced, we will be persistent. We won't doubt at all. We will continue pressing on regardless of the situation. We cannot come to church. We will keep on persisting at home. We cannot do this. We will keep on persisting at home. But for you, for you to be persistent, you must be convinced of what you've got. And Martha was convinced. And as a matter of fact, she was persistent. The Greek woman was persistent because she was convinced that Jesus was able to heal her daughter. Even when she got there and Jesus said, Do you know? This has not been given to me for me to cast to the dogs. To be honest with you, if it was me, I don't know if I would have stood. But believing that if I'm standing now, I believe I would have stood. But that was a hard saying. The very person that you know and you've heard of and you know is able to go to him and tell you such a thing. But she doesn't turn away because she was convinced that God was able, amen. And she kept on persisting, amen. And it said even the dogs eat of the crumbs of the master's table. Hallelujah. She knew what she was talking about. She had been with Jesus. She knew what Jesus was, amen. And we ought to be persistent in this time, amen. Knowing who our God is, knowing who we are serving, Amen. And it says she was convinced, talking again about Martha. She says she was convinced and she said, Lord, although he is dead, though he is buried, though he is thinking, but even now, but even now you ask of God, God will give it to you. Amen. Regardless of the condition. He said, God, even now, you were able to do a miracle. Even now, churches shut down, but you were able to do a miracle. Even now, we're not able to gather, but you were able to meet us in our houses. You were able to bring a transformation in the home. You were able to bring the Holy Ghost in the home. Even now. And there is a testimony that has just confirmed that he is able He doesn't know distance. He only knows that he is God. And he's omnipresent. That's all he knows. Amen. Even now. Amen. And when she got to that place, Brother Branham says, talking about Jesus now, he said, raise yourself up and give her a truth that had never been spoken of him before. Think about it. In that very moment, God made himself real to her like never before. 
And friends, in this very moment, in our closet, what we had on Wednesday, on our prayer altars, God is able to make himself real to you like never before. Even now. It is not just in church. He is a God of home. He is a God of church. He is a God of work. He is a God of school. He is a God of everything. If only you will believe. If only you are convinced that he's able to do it, he will do it. He said he revealed himself and spoke of him. He gave her a truth that had never been spoken of him before. I am the resurrection and the life. And see, when he said it, he didn't just say it, but he acted on it. Amen. When he said it, he proved that he is. Amen. And much has been said about this bride. Amen. And I think it's time for her to prove that she is. What has been spoken about her is to prove that she is. That invincible army is to prove that she is. That spotless bride. Amen. Brother Branham said she'd hit a point then. He could move on up with her. See, she had hit a point. That she had believed God. And she's come to a place that God has revealed himself in a special way unto her. And at this place, he said, now we can go a little bit higher. And friends, I believe that we're in a time that God wants to reveal himself in such a way with us that he can bring us a little bit higher. For us to come to hit that point that he can bring us up a little bit higher. Amen. If only we're going to stay convinced and believe and take him at his word. And he said, and when the church hits a point, you will move on up. Amen. And I believe if we as the body of Christ will hit that point, we are going to move on up. Amen. Because of God, he's more than able to do that. Amen. I believe that God is bringing this bride to that point. I believe that this moment is not a moment to be discouraged. I believe this moment is not a moment to be worried. I believe this moment is a moment to start rejoicing. It's a moment to start praising God on the promises that has been given to you. Friends, let's turn the table around. Let's not look at the table according to the way the world is looking at that table. Let's look at the table according to the way the Lord is looking at it. Amen. I'm not going to go any further than this. Amen. Our God is more than able. Let's stand on the words. Let's ask the musicians to come up. I'm going to read one last quote. Amen. Father, the hours come, Chicago, 1956. Brother Branham says, the time has come that God will gather his church together. Drew under one great big banner of the Lord Jesus Christ and pour out his power among them. And great signs and wonders will take place. Is that the time has come? Is that the time has come for the Pentecostal church to make a stand? Is that the time has come to circumcise the church and cool out the foolishness? Is that the time has come to go back to the old landmark? 
The time has come to go back to that old landmark, to go back to what the word says, to go back to the promises, to go back to the message of the hour. To go back to your inheritance. Amen. He said the time has come for the outpouring. He said the time has come for the gathering of the people. The time has come for Jesus to come. Amen. The time will be here soon to give out the rewards. And listen to this carefully. He said, brother, be careful that your crown isn't sitting on someone else's head. This is the time to make sure a calling, to make a calling and election sure. That your crown is not sitting on someone else's head. Make sure that whatever the Lord has called you to do, that you are yielding yourself, that you are staying in prayer and knowing and making a call and election sure and God placing you, adopting you into that place that he's called you and wanting you to be. He said the time has come. We are at the end time. If we are ever going to do anything, brethren, we are going to do it now. The time is at hand. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, we saw a greater cloud of witness. Friend, we compassed about with many witness. In the Bible, testimonies around the life of believers. We compassed about many witnesses. He said, Let us lay aside every weight and every sin which doth easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus Christ, the order and finisher of our faith. Friends, let us not give up. Let us not stop. Let us not turn around. But let us stand. Amen. Whatever is on your house, Sister Naomi. Amen. We ask Brother Andrew to come. Amen. Stand, brethren. Let's stand on the word of God. God is more than able. Amen. He promised it, and he is going to keep his promise. Amen. I'm going to believe that this evening. If you believe that in your home, why don't you stand on your feet? Why don't we stand on our feet here this morning, this evening, and let's proclaim and declare and say that we are more than able and we are going to overcome as the sons and daughters of God. May the Lord bless you, Brother Andrew. good I just have to share this one scripture with you as it was along the lines of Brother Maxwell what you were speaking and Thursday night I'd gone to bed confessing to my wife said honey I got no idea when I'm going to speak to the youth on Friday I have no idea that next morning, Friday morning, I didn't sleep much that night, praying most of the night and tossing and turning. And woke up the next morning with 2 Corinthians chapter 10 on my mind. Come to find out the next day, Brother Ed said he woke up the same morning with the same scripture on his mind. And that 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations 
in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And like Brother Maxwell put the last verse in there, verse 6, where he says, And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In other words, when you've done all those things, know where you're standing. Know who you are. Know what God has done for you. Oh my, we're standing in a great time. And I can reiterate this again to say, it's been preached, it's been preached, it's been preached. Now live it. Now live it. You take the book, you've chewed on it, you've chewed on it. It's a great revelation. Now swallow it. Now let it live in your life. Now let it walk every day. Let it be personal to you to know that you are not in yourself. This isn't a church thing, but in yourself to cast down every imagination. That's personal to say anything that in my own life would exalt itself against what he can do and what he has already done. Anything that would exalt itself against that, I lay it down so I can walk in obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah.